Hi, I'm Zander Simmons. You're listening to Synchrony, a narrative podcast that takes you deep into the minds of its central characters using music and sound design. In the second part of this story, we enter the world of Ayla's teacher, Paul. What does her seductive music sound like when played back in his mind? She writes to me most days. Saffron wears not its crown. In a minestrone soup. Her last letter contained only this sentence. Saffron's her name for me. And she's called me since that time she came into my office and declared herself mine. I've been preparing for something like this to happen after the insistent, penetrating looks she used to send me each morning. Right in my eyes. Is light. She's mad. She works with the light. She's married. She is light. She's mad. She works with the light. She's married. She is light. She's mad. She works with the light. She's married. She is light. me a Sulbe, the main character from one of my early novels. Sulbe is a siren from a distant planet who conjures up astral mirages, burning explorers and merchants off their chosen course into a trap of unquenchable no longing. But eventually, She's she becomes ensnared in her own song, unable to separate fantasy from reality. She, worships me. she tells me she's read all my novels. I wonder if she sees herself in this character. Most likely, your illusion will not permit it. I can't allow myself also to be swept up in the sweet song she sings. And yet, and yet, what if? What if this is exactly what I'm looking for? I avoid talking about difficult topics. In my head, I know it's important or a career. Worst of all, my writing is just parasitic narcissism feasting on all the pain I encounter. In my head. Worst of all, my writing is just parasitic narcissism. What if this is exactly what I'm looking for? Is this not the figure I dreamed of? Bird woman who landed on my head and pecked at my skull over and over, drilling a hole for the stuckness to pass through. Yes, it hurt. But each time I tried to pull her off, she wrapped her harpy claws tighter around my face. Path to liberation's paved with pain, the Buddhists say. 
and the one to hell with good intentions, say the Christians. How much longer can I invest in this sterile marriage, satellited by discontented stepchildren? What am I trying to prove? When will I finally be ready to accept that my creativity has run dry? That it's been over 10 years since I published something of value. Your writing is just parasitic narcissism feasting on all the pain you encounter from a safe distance, and then shitting it out into bestsellers that flirt with profundity but are ultimately shallow. Your energy is deep. Deeper than the deepest ocean. I want to swim in this energy forever. And I can dive down and pull you out into the sky. comes to class carrying a large black orb to protect her from the 5G. It sits there awkwardly at the front of her desk, along with her flask of tea and her small pile of her images that she'll show anyone she can. I can't tell you how I make them. That's my craft, my secret. If I told you, you'd just copy me. Psychedelic artwork. She plans to forge in glass and illuminate an outdoor exhibition. There's something to it, I suppose. If only she wasn't so difficult. She spends the morning staring at me like I'm some kind of holy relic. Yes, exactly. I do my best to avoid her eyes. Thursdays are the hardest. She's obviously jacked up on something because she'll interrupt me with barely relevant interjections that threaten to derail the whole class. The whole basis of the universe is creative energy. That's why we're here, and that's why we create. Classmates tolerate her well enough, but. I can tell some of them are losing patience with her. I thought we could gently approach the subject in private, but what are you meant to say when someone stands up and declares their love for you? Tell them to keep quiet and focus on their work? I'm self-absorbed, controlling, stubborn. She has no Peacock making efforts to my own for that matter. From her ears. I'm remote. She's an artist. I'm an artist. I'm an artist. Even madness seems like salvation right now. Madness is motion. My life is stasis. Stagnation. At dinner, Samantha serves up an overcooked stew of familiar criticism. I'm self-absorbed, controlling, stubborn. I don't make any effort with her kids, with my own for that matter. I'm remote. I live on an island. I'm supercilious. I live in an ivory tower. I avoid talking about difficult topics. I live in my head. I don't support her in her career. And worst of all, my writing is just parasitic narcissism feasting on all the pain I encounter from a safe distance, and then shitting it out into bestsellers that flirt with, with profundity, but are ultimately shallow. Your energy is deep, deeper than the deepest ocean. I want to swim in this energy forever, and ultimately shallow. She tells me this as I clean the remains off the rack of lamp she's prepared, picking the bones from my plate and hers, and stacking them up an elaborate sculpture that stands up in defiance of her sermon. Your energies. Tones flat and matter of fact. Deeper than the deepest. Keeps her eyes pointed at my face. Not once do I meet them. I'm gonna swim in this energy. Make another pass at the bones, making sure to rid them of every scrap before reassembling my tower. Dive down. I pretend to relish each bite. But in reality, out into the sky. I taste nothing. When she's finished talking, I clear the table. Tip the bones into the compost, remembering to give one to the dog. 
and put the dirty plates in the dishwasher. Samantha remains bolt upright at the table, pouring herself another glass of Bordeaux. I snatch up the bottle as I pass, taking it up to my study so I can pour over her most recent email for the fourth time today. Saffron, Saffron wears, wears not, not its crown, crown in a minestrone soup. I'll masturbate, just a quick one. Then get back to work. Synchrony is written, composed, and produced by Zander Simmons, mixed by Zach Scholes, and mastered by Guy Hébert. This episode stars Scott Withers as Paul, with supporting voice acting from Tina Mancini, Jess Abrams, and Marissa Blair. This podcast is made possible with support from the Canada Council for the Arts. Please do take the time to like and subscribe if you enjoyed what you heard. It goes a long way. Tune in next week for a completely fresh soundscape to immerse yourself in.